Welcome to another instalment of In Conversation with Redouts. I'm joined by my colleagues Laura Payton, who's an associate solicitor here, and Paul Redout, the managing director of the firm. We've had a number of sessions now where we've sat down and discussed hot topics in the health and social care sector. Clients have come to us with suggested topics to discuss. We've also been keeping an eye on things that are happening within the sector. And so today's instalment addresses CQC inspection reports, offset inspection reports, how they can impact a business and how important it is for people receiving reports to challenge those findings if they don't agree with them. So starting with Laura, um, why is it important for people to challenge an inspection report? Well, ultimately, it's to make sure that you, as a provider, have the most up-to-date and truthful and accurate version of your service in the public domain. We all know, and I say this time and time again, that things like requires improvement is quite a subjective category. It can mean just above inadequate or just below good. But when you as a provider think about people who are choosing to put family members with your service or commissioners looking to place there, they really are looking for the green, they're looking for the good ratings. And challenging an inspection report is the first, and we would say the most important way to seek to improve your ratings. I know that the, um, the sector press has picked up recently on some successful challenges that NHS trusts have done to improve their ratings via the factual accuracy process, but it's something that we've always advocated in an ad adult social care perspective and indeed um, through the offset process of um, other providers seeking to improve their ratings. And from a, I guess, a legalistic perspective, if you look at the, the frame of reference for a rating review, which is the next step down the line, it's clear that you can't challenge inspectors' judgments about ratings at that, at that level. So really, it stands to reason that the most important stage to do it is through the factual accuracy process. Paul, providers come to us sometimes in two minds. Um, they're thinking, do I really want to irritate the regulator by challenging this versus this report isn't correct? I need to stand up for my business. What would you advise somebody who's sat on the fence about it? We'd have hopefully a fairly lengthy and frank discussion about the real criticisms and the, and the way in which the home is operating. But at the bottom line, if you're not satisfied, I would say, with what CQC have written, then it's essential that you do challenge. And as Laura has just said, this is your only chance. It's a fairly short window. 10 working days from when you get the draft report mm. to actually putting this information in. So you need to be quick off the mark. And even if you don't have any impact, you have at least put your version of the story down so that if this matter goes further, it turns into a requires improvement or worse still, an inadequate rating. If it then leads to enforcement action of the type, which is to impose conditions or to um, even worse, cancel the registration, then you haven't restricted your ability to challenge when you get further down the line. And that's absolutely critical. And also, we find that even though CQC will support their inspectors, and it's depressing that they will almost support the inspectors irrespective of merit, even though um, that happens, when there has been a heavy challenge or a well-directed challenge, very often it dissuades CQC from seeing this provider as a soft target further down the line. 
So they know there's going to be a challenge, they know that somebody's going to come back, and so perhaps think twice about the more outlandish, outlandish comments. So, um, unless you really think the report is completely correct and a fair judgment and you need to, in the, in, the, in, the, in the words of one of our clients, to hold your hands up to it, then do yourself justice by putting your side of the story down and seeing if you can, if you can do something about it. And it's not just from inadequate to requires improvement or from requires improvement to good. A, a number of the NHS ratings reviews that um, Laura was talking about were actually people seeking to push themselves up from good to outstanding. Mm, yeah. And we've actually seen that CQC seem to be a little bit more um, open to receiving that sort of challenge because the, the difference between good and outstanding is really quite subjective mm. in the view of the particular inspector. So don't be disheartened and don't believe the CQC spin that it never makes any difference. Sooner or later yeah. it does. I mean, I, I think that's, that's something to point out. It's don't just automatically think that they won't consider your representations. I mean, they are fact-specific and it will depend on the circumstances and the evidence, but we have had a number of cases where we have successfully managed to either improve ratings or... Another thing that you can challenge is alleged regulatory breaches. Mm. These seem to be coming out more and more often. CQC will see some factors, perhaps from the guidance, and automatically say you're in breach of Regulation 12, Regulation 18. But what we do, and what we would encourage providers to do, is if you don't think that that is an acceptable um, you know, judgment to make, push back on that through the Factual Accuracy Challenge and encourage or direct CQC to look at the terms of the actual regulation and work out whether there's a breach. I know in a couple of cases that I've acted for providers, we have actually successfully managed to have regulatory breaches removed, and that would also affect the rating limiter overall. So that's something to bear in mind. But another thing, and fundamental to the whole thing, and the question about why should I do it, in the climate that CQC and indeed a number of bodies are working in the moment when they're trying to save money and they're trying to shorten inspection reports, produce them more quickly and thinking about the timeframes of when CQC are going to come back out and revisit you. If you're not that happy with your report, say it requires improvement, you're not actually going to see CQC from probably 12 months from the date that they publish your report, which may well be 50 days after the inspection. That's a long time to have a rating that's not reflective of your service in the public domain. So really, if you are in any doubt about it, you should seek to put your position on record. There's a set process for challenging reports. We've just discussed it. But that comes after you've received the first draft. What can you do if during the inspection you notice an irregularity with the way that the inspector is actually performing the inspection or the way that they're behaving, Paul? Well, if you notice it, and, and let's take it one step further back, uh, you should be ready for an inspection at any time. You should have staff resource available to support the inspectors when they come. That's absolutely not to obstruct them because that's a criminal offence. But constructive support, have you got all you need? Are you happy with this? Can I assist you? Where would you like to go next? Uh, let's get ready for the um, post-inspection review. All of that is support. And that's, and, that's, and that's terribly important that you process that through. And if you can, you know, keep a note. 
you can make your own mm. dummy inspection report. When the inspection com report comes out, if you're going to challenge it, the challenge is even more effective if you've got contemporary evidence yourself to avoid the statement, well, that's what we saw on the day, so bad luck. Mm. And um, it, it, that's really important. But to finish off your question, Jenny, particularly if something emerges out of the feedback or um, out of the draft report, if you have got a good answer to that, you can deliver the clear evidence that they're wrong either during the inspection or even after the inspection very quickly, and they are bound, the High Court has told them they've got to take that into account. They can't say not seen doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So you can do that, and even if it something you've discovered that improves your position on matters that you have been discussing get it out to cqc there's no there's no there's no prize for hiding things and hoping it won't go against you because experience is that by and large cqc is very negative they're looking for negative things the concept that they're inspecting to find good things is i think in the past the new um, leadership at CQC are looking to pick holes and to name and shame. So be very careful at this stage. Thank you both. I think that's a warning to all providers. And I think the take home message there is that if you don't agree with something that a regulator has set out in a report or that they find on the day of the inspection, then it should absolutely be challenged. Mm, I think so, yeah. Thank you both. That concludes this episode of In Conversation with Redouts. Thank you for joining us. If you have any queries or any suggested topics you'd like to see us discuss, please drop us a line.